Uh, like I say, the conversation we have scheduled to talk about here is, a, is an interesting one. There's been a lot of talk in recent years about empty office space. And of course, the pandemic with people working from home and stuff only exaggerated the conversation around that and made it a bigger deal. So where are we now? As things are going back and more and more, um, return to work orders are happening. We talked yesterday about Disney saying, no, nah, we, we want you in the office four days a week, at least. That, that's our plan. Uh, the federal government, um, just before the Christmas break told their employees, Hey, two, three days in the office minimum. That's it. Uh, that's the way it's going to be starting in March. A lot of people really upset about it, but the return to work is happening. And I don't, maybe, maybe the, the shine is coming off of the hybrid work situation. But regardless, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. So so where are we when it comes to office space and commercial real estate in the big cities? What's going on? Definitely some challenges, but is there a future there? Is there anything good, anything bad on the horizon? Let's find out. We're going to chat now with Carl Gomez, who is Chief Economist and Head of Market Analytics at CoStar Group. Carl, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being here, sir. Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Let's just start with an assessment. It's been such a crazy time. Um, what is the state of commercial real estate office space when we take a look at Canada or, or Alberta or what, whatever? I mean, what is the state of commercial space right now? Well, context is important. Canada had, you know, particularly Vancouver and Toronto, some of the tightest office vacancy rates in the world going into the pandemic. Um, that really shifted, as, as you mentioned, work from home created some warts. Uh, for, for commercial office buildings. And we are starting to see availability and vacancy creep up as a result. We just haven't seen the demand take up for office space that we usually do coming out of a downturn in the economy. And uh, work from home is definitely a major trend with that. Um, we're seeing it all over the statistics at this point. Um, one of their leading indicator of, of that is the high level of sublease space that space that um, existing tenants have that they that they're putting onto the into the market to release because they don't need that space. It, it, right now we're seeing you know secular highs in this, and and it's not coming down. So there's definitely some major shifts that are going on in the, in the commercial office market right now. I mean, how much of it is a is a result of like I, I I won't say short term but pandemic related because we know that would cause so much upheaval in so many different areas. How much of it is sort of adjustment to that, or how much do you think might be sort of the permanent landscape? Um, part of it was coming out of the pandemic. You know, one of the indicators that we look at for office demand is office employment growth. And interestingly enough, during the pandemic, office employment growth was very strong. But most people who were being hired and even some of the existing people were actually just working from home. So that that was a very big disconnect between what we would typically see office employment growth do to demand for office space. And unfortunately, since the economy has opened up and people are returning to work, we still haven't seen evidence of demand improving, hmm. which tells us the tenants are really reassessing their, their space needs when it comes to office. Interesting. Okay. Uh, in, a, in a recent assessment that you put together that I was reading, you identify a number of challenges that you see that this sector might be facing in the future. Some of them short term, some of them long term. Let's start with the short term. And that's the fact that I think we're all facing this and we're all trying to read the tea leaves as to what might be happening with the economy next right? We hear rumors of a recession being on the way. I mean, that's short term, but it's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. That's the number one factor. It's a cyclical factor. You go into a downturn, jobs are lost, you know, companies tighten belts, and that's going to have an impact on the office market. A lot of tenants are going to pull back on their demand for space. So that's a big one cyclically. 
Um, long term, though, I mean, and we were talking about it you know, during the intro. I was mentioning the fact that we have this new work environment in a lot of companies. I think a lot of companies found out during the pandemic that, hey, hey wait a minute, we don't need all the real estate that we've had. We operated just fine without it. So, I mean, has there been a fundamental shift? Not for everybody, but for some people in terms of their requirements and their need for this space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the pandemic was a real-world experiment on how work-from-home could affect productivity. And many companies got by very well while people were working from home. Um, let's, let's, let's take a note of the fact that even before the pandemic, a lot of companies were shortening their lease terms, you know, looking at you know, more flexibility when it comes to office space. And the pandemic and the work-from-home hybrid sort of model has only expedited or accelerated those trends. And now we're in a state where companies are just reevaluating. If I'm going to have people working from home two to three days a week, maybe sometimes three to four, mm-hmm. you know, how much space do I need? Do I need all that space? And if so, uh, what kind of space is that going to be? There's going to be a functional change in the kind of space that, that tenants are looking for under those circumstances. Yeah, I was wondering about, you know, when you talk about the kind of space, if we're seeing sort of a reduction in demand overall and the supply is there, um, might people who do need space and have space be thinking, you know what, we know when supply is up and demand is down, things get cheaper, maybe I can find a different, better space. I mean, will some of the, I guess, lower end or maybe older properties just have a tougher time because of this? Yeah, I think that's absolutely the issue. I think there's always going to be demand for office space, particularly in the downtown cores of these buildings. But it's going to be these newer office buildings with much more functional floor plates, amenities, you know, things that are attractive for those people who are going into the office. Uh, for all those old, other older buildings that don't have all that attraction, that's where I think the, the problem is going to reside. And the key question, as Calgary knows, is what do you do with surplus office space? What do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, can it be repurposed for something else? So, so long term. It, it, with this sector of the economy, this industry, what do you what do you see happening? Is there is the future bright? I mean, obviously, there's challenges for any sector with what we've gone through. What do you see happening in this space? Well, I think very similar to retail after e-commerce kind of impacted the retail space. I think the office market is going through a structural change that's going to be meaning that, you know, the uses of office are going to change. Maybe it's a little bit more mixed use. Maybe there's some residential there. But fundamentally, office buildings as we knew it in a a nine-to-five world is going to be very different where we're going to be going in the next 10 to 20 years. And that's up to the developers to kind of figure out what trends will make office functional. Yeah, And that's business, adapting to what's out there, right? Absolutely. Carl, great insight. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.